Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sherlock's VIP club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlock's partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sherlocksvip.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Heather Steele, Hattie Cotmore, and Becky Hull. Everyone. Hi, everyone. What has everybody been watching this week? I feel like I'm the only person not watching Criminal currently. Probably. Yeah, I think you might be. Tell me about it. This is a new Netflix series, right? Yeah, so it landed last Friday and it's unique in the sense that it's one series, but there are basically four different versions. So there's a UK one, a German one, a French one and a Spanish one. And each country has three episodes that have exactly the same set and are in their native languages and each have their own sort of criminal department. They're not the same stories, but it's same but format. Yeah, the format's the, the same. The got same. it, got it. Okay, wait, so what's the benefit of that? I think it's just so you can see how crimes are solved in different ways in different countries. Okay. And I think it's just so that each country's got their own kind of, I mean, I don't know how much the rest of you have seen, but I've seen all the UK mm. ones and then mm. one of each of the others. And I'm like, oh, I prefer the British ones, but that's probably because I recognise the cast and yeah. Yeah. scenes a bit more familiar so maybe every other country prefers their own yeah yeah so what is it actually about so basically in the uk one which is the only one i have seen it's got a big cast i say that it's got mm. david tennant it's got yeah. Catherine she kelly and some she. big names she was in coronation street yeah she started <laughs> in coronation street okay. but she's done happy valley okay cheat um, which you liked yeah. becky oh i loved cheat mr selfridge okay yeah. so it kind of each episode focuses on one person Person that has or hasn't committed a crime you kind of follow it through and then at the end it just comes to a roundup conclusion and they it basically is in a police interview for each suspect okay. that is what the episode is um, and is it one suspect per episode exactly yeah. which is the only thing i would say i didn't like because mm. i saw the first one with david tennant and i was like oh my god we're gonna have three juicy episodes of whether he did it and then it was over and i was like oh <laughs> but so yeah. be prepared for the fact that each okay. one is a different suspect i'm so glad that you said that because i was so excited to watch it i love crime shows me too but i completely agree in mm. that I got part way through and realised we were going to find out exactly what happened by the end of the first episode I sort of assumed you'd see three suspects in this series for the same crime which yeah. I see, yeah. so I it's see. a new crime in each episode so whilst I love the format and that you just are watching one interview, I wanted more. Yeah, me it. too. It's great, but I guess it's not a binge. It's no. not something you can okay. sit and really feel like you're getting loads from it. But that's quite nice because you can presumably watch each episode yeah. in isolation. Yeah, exactly. And you don't, it's not a long commitment. It, on the flip, like if you just want to get it done with, you find out your killer straight away. That is quite yeah. nice. Yeah. I really don't think anyone should binge it because every Agreed, single yeah. episode is the same formula in the same room. Mm. And a lot of it is basically three 
rooms, there's the interrogation suite, which is dominated by this vast two-way mirror. And then you get a peek behind the mirror often at the sort of unit who are watching and they're kind of giving their verdicts like guilty, 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 not guilty. And then there's also the sort of corridor where the coffee machine is where you actually see (laughs) people relax a little and be a bit more honest and open and reveal themselves. That said, because even the German ones are set in exactly the same set, like exactly the same, it can get really formulaic Mm -hmm. because it is essentially two sort of detectives grilling one person. Okay. There's something quite theatrical about that, though. Yeah, Very it's theatrical. like the stage, and then they do reference. I've only seen the first episode, but sort of stop playing to behind the mirror to mm-hmm. the, whoever they're interrogating, and there is sort of that stage backstage element of it, which yeah. is, is quite cool. But Definitely. the whole format itself sounds like it could be a, a play as well. Like yeah, that, that whole concept yeah, of just much. all taking place in one room or yeah. two, whatever. You and know, there small are space. lots of monologues as well, or and there's lots mm. of you know, especially in that first episode with David Tennant, which I've got to say I think is the best one because he's just brilliant Mm, in it but there's lots where there's just moments of silence and it's just watching for ticks and clues that he might be giving just by you know picking up a pen or Mm. sort of Mm. taking a jumper off because he's getting a bit hot and bothered like little subtle things like that that makes it brilliant telly well speaking of crime I've got a new podcast to recommend this is real life crime as opposed to fiction (laughs) there is a new podcast called Broken about the Jeffrey Epstein scandal he was the American financier who was a convicted sex offender and was in prison when he committed suicide uh, back in August having been charged for a number of counts including rape and sexual misconduct he was about to undergo trial when he committed suicide because multiple women had come forward with claims against him and obviously left them without the opportunity for justice when he committed suicide and and a lot of unanswered questions because it never got the chance to go to trial. So the podcast is sort of attempting to do the work or to kind of put into the public domain the information that otherwise might have come from a trial. He is being sort of trialed posthumously but when somebody's died you sue their estate as opposed to the individual so it's never going to be the kind of deep criminal Mm -hmm. investigation that it had been had he been alive so as I say this podcast is sort of doing that work it is being done by a journalist called Arielle Levy she's from the New Yorker so she's the host and special correspondent Julie Brown who's from the Miami Herald and was the journalist who was investigating the kind of entire scandal for two years prior to his arrest Um, and she kind of was the big journalistic whistleblower for the whole affair but also behind it um, is interestingly the director of The Big Short and Vice which was the movie last year with Christian Bale about Dick Cheney a man called Adam McKay so obviously there's kind of a political storytelling heavyweight behind it all as well which it's really journalistic but there's a very clear narrative which obviously his involvement has helped with so it's unfolding in real time kind of on the podcast apps there's only been three episodes so far I listened to the first two and obviously the first one kind of gives a good oversight of the scandal and then I believe that each one going forward is going to delve into a different area of the case so the second one focuses on Ghislaine Maxwell who was Epstein's kind of second in command right hand woman who has a really fascinating history herself a really shady character and is still sort of at large Ooh, yeah. I mean I'm, the woman's got serious repercussions Ooh. coming but yeah she has been accused of kind of roping in numerous young girls mm. to be oh God, kind of sort of sex slaves for him it's, like, it's, mm. it's really really messed up story <gasps> is it quite a heavy listen? not yet I suspect if there are episodes down the line that either interview or focus on the women who were abused by Epstein and, and Ghislaine Maxwell and you know the others involved in his ring then it will probably take yeah. a heavier turn but at the moment it's more 
kind of setting up the story and what happened and in particular that second episode about her and sort of it doesn't quite delve into the psychological reasons why someone might do what they did but it gives a lot of information about her background she Mm -hmm. comes from a really fascinating family I think they described her father as a combination of Donald Trump Rupert Murdoch and some like crazy Eastern (laughs) European yeah I think she comes from a really interesting background and dark background Mm -hmm. too so yeah so worth a listen it's interesting and if like me you kind of you know you watch the news and you're aware of these cases but sort of sometimes the facts kind of pass you by a bit and you hear the kind of overall what's going Mm -hmm. on but you don't necessarily quite Mm -hmm. fully understand the background it's a really good investigative look at that I'd be intrigued to see if they do a Prince Andrew episode and do they touch on his suicide because there's still that kind of theory that he might have been there are multiple times where they refer to his death as under mysterious circumstances I mean it is still very bizarre it is really bizarre and yeah there are a lot of conspiracy theories about that as I say they haven't yet but I'd like to know and I was wondering about the Prince Andrew thing myself as well I suspect that because it's you know it's an American produced podcast they might I don't think if it was in the UK they're allowed to speculate in the way that we're bound by sort of unspoken agreement that we can't really delve into that I mean it is fascinating Mm. I I might might even tune into that we all know I don't listen to podcasts so there we go there we go that's a ringing endorsement (laughs) to my recommendation hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith co-star of my upcoming film If only in theaters May 17th do you want to tell people the big news All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, Becky, we're going to do some serious beauty chat today. You wrote a feature on the best cream blushes to have on your radar. This speaks to me, this feature. I love a cream blusher. So tell me, what made the cut? So I absolutely love cream products, any formula, and blush is probably my favourite. And it came from the fact that actually in my previous job, somebody said to me when I was wearing powders, they were like, oh my God, you do know it can get like really dusty. I tried a cream blush and I have honestly never looked back. So I have tried so many in my time, as you know, Charlotte. Big fan. And here we have got... A very concise edit, I would like to say. Yeah, because actually I was quite gutted that my numero uno didn't make the cut. I did message you about it. I was like, uh, where is the Zula cream (laughs) blusher? I tried to pick a really good mix because I think the problem with the eye forget is makeup can become really expensive. So here we've got a good balance. I've got the Glossier Cloud Paints, which if you haven't tried, they are like nothing else. Because of their texture, they're pretty sheer. So when you put it on the skin, they literally just sink in. I love it. You're a fan, aren't you? Apps, yeah. I have to say, I'm banging on about this other one, but I'm pretty converted to the Glossier one. Pretty converted. And £15, they're not super cheap, but they're in these tubes that go the distance. I mean, I've had mine for over a year, and you only need, like, what, a tiny blob? Yeah, I mean, I'm quite excessive with my blusher. I mean, go for it, why not? (laughs) But also, what I love, and makeup artists always recommend you mix two together, because you can just get (gasps) really nice. I think there is Beam and Haze, and if you mix the two together, it has this, like, really beachy glow. Ooh, because I use Puff. 
which is really pink, pink because I'm so pale like pink it, really lifts me I always you got it on now yes yeah, yeah, looking exactly. good. yeah. yeah. I feel like my only thing about it is it, they describe it as a paint and you do have to really rub it in I find sometimes fine that I literally look like I've kind of got <laughs> yeah. two things of paint onto my cheeks but it seems even if you think you've got too much on just keep buffing it and it will really blend down because mm. that's the beauty of the formula yeah. so do you blend them with a brush I do but I would imagine especially with these anyone would say you can just dab it on with your yeah, fingers because it's not like it's a really thick cakey yeah. one you can easily just pat yeah it's, it's got quite a wet consistency quite actually, a wet it, consistency yeah. exactly but that's kind of why it looks so pretty yeah. on the skin I'm desperate to use it basically I've been using Benefit Dandelion and I'm waiting oh, until I finished it before I can purchase one of these but those things last years like, <laughs> I've been <laughs> using <laughs> loads every day because I'm quite strict on using something up before getting that's something good, new yeah, it's that good. Is good saves cash but honestly like these came out what nearly a year ago yeah. and I've been desperate to try mm. one but I think I've probably still got another six months at least left on that dandelion oh, so well, until then powers of being listening then hook Heather up I will <laughs> what is, it? is the dandelion one also a cream no it's so it's a powder right. one so I'm really keen to try these cream. cream ones but mm. I'm like no just 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 keep powering through but what are you wearing powder. today that looks like that's dandelion oh, it, looks, it really yeah. looks more like a liquid consistency mm. next on the list is Bobby Brown's pot rouge which honestly if you look in any expert's kit it is in there I promise you it's always backstage it's got really sort of opaque formula that you can build upon so unlike glossier it's sheer but it's a thicker consistency so again you can see it mm. on the skin it's much more sort of punchy and i think that's because it can be used on the lips as well and that's a little bit more expensive isn't it that yeah one? i mean bobby brown you are going to sort of pay a bit more mm-hmm. for but, but again they, last as well, don't they, they really and that's what i'd say about all of these cream blushes although some of them are slightly on the pricier end i promise you they will last and also last on your skin that's one thing i think powders tend to go a bit dusty throughout the day whereas creams really they're sticky they're sticky they're long lasting and then I've put in the Chanel Healthy Glow Sheer Stick which again slightly on the spenny end but if you prefer a texture that's kind of creamy but also if you're still into powders this goes on like a crayon and dries down to a powdery Mm. finish clever yeah it's very clever and actually I use this for quite a while and the only reason I came away from it is because it's not as luminous as others so it's much better if you prefer a sort of softer more diffused finish in fact I'd probably say this is good for mature skin types okay and also presumably that might last a little longer then, definitely if it, if it sinks in, in that it way. really lasts a little longer and it's very flattering like it's the easiest way to sort of contour your cheeks without using a harsh heavy brown mm. and just a question on where, where one should apply blusher mm. i always put mine like right on the apple that's my yeah. 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 yeah like yeah like a smile like nodding yeah, yeah. <laughs> but should one be using it more in the kind of to contour like on your cheekbones well i was talking to mary greenwell the other day casual as you do cash guys <laughs> but she said she has always applied blusher just to the apple of the yeah, cheek. Okay, so that's fine. Because she yeah. said it's the prettiest way of doing it. That's and then, right. And there's I... another makeup artist, Sharon Dowsett, who gave me one tip. If you really want to go a bit crazier or if you're going on a night out, apply it in a backward Nike tick from your Ooh. cheekbone to your temple. Oh, so I'll, I'll put a highlighter there. Exactly. But I wouldn't, but I wouldn't necessarily put a blusher there. But, but you can. I can. I've it, seen that on the catwalk, though, which mm, yeah. makes more sense. And it's it dramatic. Big, it's, yeah. it's a look. I mean, blusher is back in. I mean, it's never really gone away, but it's big for next year. But you could blend that in, couldn't you? Mm. As, we, as we say, And I think in and, if you're going to do that, use a brush. Yeah. Use okay. like a kabuki brush. I love a kabuki brush. What's a kabuki guys? brush? It's just a sort of buffer brush with very fat ones. Fat ones. Yeah, like So you can really, very good for like buffing. Yeah, for buffing. Got it, yeah, yeah. Or anything you just want to 
push in. They're skin. tightly packed. Exactly. I know the ones, okay. And then Daniel Sandler's <gasps> watercolour This brush. looks this, lovely. I thought this looked scary. Like, it looks like proper paint, like you're going in. Oh, I think it looks like it would be the lovely... Obviously, this isn't the best medium to be describing a bottle. But I know what you mean, Heather. It's got a lot of kind of wording on it. It looks quite industrial almost, doesn't it? But I think the colour is a really lovely sheer pinky. Actually, yeah. And this is, I would say, more sheer than the Glossier. So while Glossier is sheer, this is watery, hence the name, watercolour. You'd need more of this, I'd say, to build up. But this is what I call the OG of cream blushes because it was one of the first to come out and it has been made by Daniel Sandler, who's a pro makeup artist. And he said that what he wanted from a blush was some, having done makeup for years was something that lasted on the skin and that is exactly what you get from a cream blush. Okay, great. Where can you buy that? Where's Daniel's You can really? get that from Look Fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's available in quite a few stores online and available in so many shades as well. I, I want to try that one. I think that looks amazing. And for a budget-friendly option, Elf Cosmetics, which is a brand that's completely vegan and cruelty-free. You're a fan, I'm a Heather. big fan. I like Elf. I like um, the moisturiser, Yeah, they have mm. really nice stuff. I think if you're going to go for high street makeup definitely give them a look and they have launched their beautifully bare cheeky glow and it's packed with vitamin e and argan oil so it's kind of as much as a blusher as it is a little skincare dewy buy and then oh my god this, this is one, one of wow. those yeah. Yeah. That's that's right. so Tassie, this cool. is your kind of pink <laughs> <laughs> we've got like a full-on barbie pink we've got a fuchsia here guys now i love this again it comes in at 30 pounds so this is more an investment but it is a blush cushion from lancome and it is so spongy that the best bit is is when you put your brush in a lot of the blush is already soaked up into the sponge so you're not going to deposit too much but it's already got the benefit of being super super wet so it what it looks like is a kind of paint palette almost exactly and then a little sponge so you kind of wet it and dab it and then yeah it's kind of already wet so you just need to sort of push your brush into the damp cushion so you use a brush and not that sponge that it comes with you can use this sponge but in my opinion you're going to get a way better finish with a brush okay just because i think the sponge it comes with you put it on your skin and you can't really play Let with it. Sponge, yeah. Whereas with a brush, you can just get more texture to your skin. Okay. And where does a beauty blender sit in that? Kind you of could, one, to be yeah. fair, you could definitely use a beauty blender. I think beauty blenders come into their own definitely for getting those hard to reach areas with foundation or sort of going back in and covering areas that need a bit more texture. There's no reason you couldn't dunk your beauty blender in there and then just sort of press it into the skin for something that's quite healthy and fresh. But I just personally love a brush. Sure. You couldn't use fingers with that. And obviously this is like a really hot pink in the packaging does it come out that pink no no completely not i think that's the beauty of cream blushes don't be scared of them because mm-hmm. they are very very easy to share out and i'm really intrigued about the fact that then rosie for autograph is your final oh, one now lou and i are obsessed with this and we just suddenly both discovered it when i was like what are you wearing on your cheeks and i could have guessed because again beautiful beautiful it texture. Mm-hmm. It i think that's the word for it. it is so glossy and also it's literally just a chunky crayon mm. so you can just draw it on like scribble it on and this actually you could easily just then blend out with your fingers i've got it on today for anyone there you go guys (laughs) and it is i think that's what i love about it it's got a sort of gel creamy consistency scribble it on pat it in you're done (laughs) you are literally done for more of becky's recommendations then have a look at the piece on the site one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We're going to talk about high street makeup now because, Becky, you wrote a feature on the best new high street makeup to try. For those who haven't seen, you took Rich to Boots I for did. Behind the Scenes. It's in last week's episode. And I was, fa- first of all, you are a fountain of knowledge. Like, you really, really are. And second of all, it's amazing to say there are so many good beauty products available that don't cost a fortune. Oh, and also I think it's worth noting that it's, Boots is worth checking out nowadays because they have really expanded their beauty range. We went to the one in Covent Garden, which is absolutely huge, by the way. I don't know if anyone's been, but it's been completely revamped. It's right by the station, right? Right by the station. You come out, it's just opposite. It's where the old M&S used to be. And I think look to High Street now because they really have expanded their ranges and they're stocking really great brands. M&S as well is the same. Some brilliant offerings in beauty. So we won't run through every product that's in this future, but can you... You just give us a quick overview of the brands that we should know and look out for for really good affordable beauty absolutely so i'm going to start with cyo which is not to bang on about boots but cyo is boots own brand and they are really worth checking out because i don't think there's anything in their range that's over 15 pounds and again really not, not to bang on about creams really nice creamy bronzing sticks creamy blushes good mascaras if you're on a budget it's a brilliant one to look to there's also soap brows now this is interesting yes okay so can i just say there was a beauty dozen with l yes from bambi does beauty l from bambi does beauty last week and she talked about the soap brows mm. and actually she also had a recommendation from the ordinary which i tried yeah. to buy the day after i read the feature but it was sold out oh yeah. i know such an influence. i know literally but anyway so this soap brows i keep hearing a lot about so basically, makeup artist Nikki, who goes by Nikki Makeup on Instagram, she set this off because she has got phenomenal brows and she creates phenomenal brows for her clientele. And when asked in an interview with Glamour, they asked her what she uses and it was Soap Brows WB Co. And it is exactly the same as what Elle has mentioned. I'm not joking, it just keeps coming up. And when I found out it's £12, which you might think is a lot, but when you think about the fact it's a soap and it's going to last you for years, I would imagine that is dense, it is fascinating and I think what's so special about it is it's so simple but it just works to keep grooming your heads into like the most neat place they're not going to budge because that's my issue with brow products that you can do them first thing in the morning and they look great but then yeah. by the afternoon mine are like down by my exactly <laughs> my and then if you top them up then there's something really dark yeah, so there's too much yeah, product exactly. yeah. so I think really worth checking out if you sort of have wayward brows or brows that need to be sort of brushed into place or you just want that sort of full feathery effect mm. it's clearly very 
popular. I was say, could you use it before then using, or like before or after, would you recommend well, using a, a coloured product? Because this looks like it's, it's clear. It's completely clear. Yeah, so I think the point is, this is definitely, it's worth saying, this is probably more for people that have already got colour in their brows, right as in a natural coloured brow. You could use it, Heather, because you've got dark brows. Okay. But I think the idea of it is to sort of give your brows that wet finish, right. but very, very buffed up, like the mm-hmm. boy brow trend. Yeah. Yeah. That is what this is going to give you. It's full on. So would you just use that? In your brows. I mean, no you could. Product. You definitely could. But I think if you wanted to, you could then go over it with colour. Yeah. I would use just a bit of pencil to colour in. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need, like, a heavy gel with so it. Like, fill in the gaps. Yeah, exactly. I think just fill in the gaps with a bit of pencil. Or powder. Powder's good to fill in the gaps. Actually, what do you use on your brows? They're great. So, usually I use Anastasia Beverly Hills mm. Brow mm-hmm. Pomade. But recently, I've been using the NYX Micro Brow Pencil, which actually I love, and it's only nine pounds. I was going to say another so really good price. The Anastasia suite. Beverly Hills is I can't remember twenty quid. Yeah, I think it is around twenty think, quid. Yeah. yeah, so it's, it's quite a big saving. Yeah. yeah, but that does last. I've had that for over a year, and I've still got loads left because you only need a tiny, tiny bit. But I might be converted now to this so Well, I'm desperate yeah. to try it. I've never tried it, but I've put it in there because I know it is a solid go-to for many experts. Well, we need to get one in and we we'll give it a go. We need to get one in mm. and we'll try it. Okay, what else? And then I'm going to whiz through. So also Collection is a great brand to look out for. Lisa Potter Dixon is a fan as well. And these new palettes, I think there's four different shades and I actually featured it on Beauty Spot because they're just brilliant. They've got amazing pigment and it's £3.99. I've also put H&M's eyeshadow palettes in. See, I might buy this one because I'm in mm. the, Doesn't in the it look market nice? for a palette and this is £12.99 and it's got loads of different sort of so light browns, which many. is what I'm after. And I I've put so H&M. H&M do some amazing makeup. What? Yeah. What is the quality like? The quality's really good and I've put here, you know, you'd be forgiven for mistaking this for a Marc Jacobs palette because they are heavy. They feel pretty luxe. I've chosen the palette out of all the makeup because you just get a really nice selection and again, good pigment, good texture. Brilliant if you're just after an affordable palette that suits kind of smoky eyes, everything from daytime looks to evening. And um, Pixie by Petra I've put in because obviously we all know I'm a bit obsessed with that brand. Very affordable again, covering everything from mascara to shadows, literally everything you will find from Pixie and they're available in boots and look fantastic. And then I've put in for lips the Body Shop's new matte lip butters because the Body Shop often get neglected and forgotten about. And I think they do some really brilliant high street products. Do they still exist? Yeah! Still, are there still stores? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gosh. Like their makeup is. <laughs> also, they always seem to have a three for two offer on all of their they makeup. Do. Yeah, okay. And some so of the best quite... brushes you'll yeah. ever try. Oh. And then finally, to round it off, mascaras, I have put in L'Oreal Paris' new Bambi Eye Lash Mascara because. You heard it here first. I think the high street do some of the best mascaras around. That is my opinion. L'Oreal's Hippie one is my favourite. It costs like eight or nine pounds, I think. It gives me the best eyelashes, but my only thing with it is that you only get the best of it for about two weeks and then it goes back for me, just being a bit of a, a normal mascara. Oh, but for those first two weeks, I use one. I'm like, my eyelashes have never looked better. Dries out quick. <laughs> yeah. There are ways, though, to loosen up your mascara if they dry out. Don't you see don't you to run the bottle under hot water? Yeah, you can run, or run it, like, run it between your hands. Mm-hmm. Just don't pump it. No, no, no. Yeah. We all know. We all know. We all know. Yeah. 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 
know. Okay, and you've included Topshop on the list. I was a really big fan of Topshop makeup, like 1.0. <laughs> and now it's back. It is back. And still doing really good stuff. Really good stuff. I think, again, they have some brilliant highlighters. And I think what everyone used to love was that little pot. I still have it. It's the little glow pot. The little glow so good. Pot. So satisfying. Mine's probably so out of date. <laughs> but I love it. It's such a good highlighter. It's such a good highlighter. And they've now launched it as a liquid sort of champagne coloured shine one, which I have put into the list. And again, Topshop do some of the best nail varnishes as well. They do. They always have yeah. done. Yeah. And that's them. slightly more luxe packaging, actually. Yeah. The, the updated version. If you want to sort of treat yourself to something that you know is affordable but looks luxe, mm. get yourself down to Topshop. Um, how's your hair there? Any other high street makeup heroes? My favourite thing on this list, which I have been using for years, is the collection Lasting Perfection Weightless. Oh, you've put the foundation. I actually use the concealer. Mm. Yeah. So, it so very good. good. I think it's $2.99 or something. Ridiculous. Don't you so, love that so as cheap. well? It's the eyeliner, the liquid oh. eyeliner, two ninety nine. I've been using it for about 12 years. I've tried many liquid eyeliners and it's the best one. It's just so good and I always get it in, I'm quite pale anyway, but the palest so that it's really, really brightening. It's called mm. Biscuit or something. I'm pretty yeah. sure I use that one as well. It's good. It's great. Kate's actually got a very good flawless finish oh, too. Thanks, <laughs> And Heather, anything else? Um, as Becky mentioned earlier, yeah, e.l.f. recently I've been using. So I'm using their brow product at the moment. I'm using their concealer at the moment as well. And yeah, they're about a fibre each. Mm-hmm. And I find, yeah, the consistency is really good. And they're just as good as other things I've used mm. along the years that have yeah. been a lot more expensive. So yeah, for me, they're a big one and Kiko lipsticks at the moment I used to buy back in the day before everyone started doing more sort of bold colours but I only used to go to MAC whereas now I'm using a Kiko one now that's I think they're just as good as the MAC ones and about a third of the price well, and MAC are like the brand for the brand, brand. Lips. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's amazing now Kiko is mm. yeah my go to for lipsticks okay good to know I feel so knowledgeable now which I hope you all do too for more of Becky's high street beauty recommendations then have a look at the feature on the site Okay, Heather, you wrote a feature on 11 great places to eat dumplings in London. This is a piece of content after my own heart. Mm. Tell us about your top recommendations for dumplings. Mm, I love dumplings so much. Uh, So it was National Dumpling Day last week, so just the tiny hook we needed (laughs) to get involved. There are loads of great places in London now, and I think, you know, dumplings have been around for centuries, but in London at the moment, they're definitely becoming more popular, so more and more places are opening. My favourite is Bowersillin, which has now got three different destinations. There's one in Newport Court in Soho, one on Romilly Street also in Soho, and then a new one they've just opened in Borough Market. But they honestly do some of the nicest sort of Cantonese food, like really, really good dim sum, sort of those, the type of ones where they use beetroot and spinach to colour the dumplings. But... This isn't dumpling related, but the Dan Dan noodles at Bowsillin is my favourite dish in London. It's like pak choy, mints, and a really spicy sauce with noodles. It's quite a small dish. So delicious. They taste almost peanut buttery. There's honestly, it's kind of a bit satay, a bit spicy. Noodles and pak choy, and it's absolutely amazing. But their dim sum is brilliant. And um, sorry, that restaurant, I'm just going to spell it out only yes, because it, yes. yeah, it's a little complicated. It's B-A-O-Z-I-I-N-N. Yes, and they have nothing to do with bao either, which is a bit confusing, the steamed buns. 
thing because it's spelt the same at the beginning. They don't serve bao. Oh, of course it does say, right, got it, got it. You confused me for a second as well because bao has just opened a bar and market. It has, yeah. as well, haven't they? No, but bao zilin means the people's canteen in Cantonese. Oh, so that. that's what that's all about. Um, very popular Din Tai Fung. That much lauded Din Tai Fung is on this list. That had to make the cut. So they've been open in Hong Kong for years and years and years and years. And that one's got a Michelin star. And they opened last year in Covent Garden. Had queues around the block for about five hours when it first opened. I don't think it's quite so crazy now. But again, they have like some crazy stuff where you can actually watch the chefs do each of the individual 18 folds that they do oh, on their wow. dumpling and kind of, you know, it's a special thing to try. Special skills, isn't it? Definitely. Dumplings legend as well in Chinatown is brilliant and that's open late at night, open until 2.30 on a weekend. Ooh. So if you've been out and about and fancy a late night snack, mm. that is definitely Dream. the place to head. There is nothing better Ooh. than a trip to Chinatown. I know, I know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> also, I really like Opium Cocktail Den, which is also in Chinatown. It's more of a sort of drinking destination but I was going to say that looks cool it's really cool but they've got loads of different rooms I really like the peony bar but again it's the kind of place where you order a few cocktails and then order a platter of dim sum to kind of soak up the booze winning night it is it's a great night and then I had to put Royal China on there because it's an old school classic but their one in Marlebone is uh, Giles Corrin's favourite restaurant in London and they do some really sort of luxe ones such as Wagyu rolls and crispy lobster dumplings with garlic and free rolls with scallop and foie gras so you know something a bit extra if you're in the mood for such a thing my favourite dumplings in London are at Yaocha yeah they have a venison puff I know the ones. Which I'm not joking. <laughs> I would move hell and high water to get those venison. But like, mm. I think they're my favourite dish in the whole of London. Oh, wow, that's interesting. I know, know Yaoch is not exactly the most original recommendation. No, well, but, that's why but, I didn't put it on the list because yeah. I was trying to look for ones that are slightly different, but no. Yes, and I love that this list is, I have not heard of so many of these places, but if you're looking for just yeah. like one insane dish, the venison puffs mm. at Yaoch. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring the tone down slightly Please and do. just give a shout out to Itsu, who very kindly last week sent in their new range of dumplings to try. These are not ones that are available in the store. These are the frozen kind that you can keep at home in the freezer. And they've long done goyozas, mm-hmm. but they've now launched like bao bun, like basically dumplings. Yeah. So like steamed mm-hmm. dumplings in that kind of bao bun texture. Yeah. It's that kind of frothy rice mm-hmm. texture with they've done pulled pork and they've done hoisin duck. And literally, there's like eight to a tray and they come with a little like paper bag. You put each bun in its own little paper bag and put it in the microwave for 40 seconds, leave it for 20 seconds and then take it out of the paper bag and eat it. They were so I delicious. I, I can't, they, I, honestly, the flavours, the textures, all of it, like literally quality wise, no difference to going to a restaurant and having really, really delicious steamed pork ones. Oh, if you were really late from work one night, imagine being able yeah, to get in 60 seconds. It's the most oh. unbelievable novelty. Like the fact that you can get that kind of thing and keep it in the freezer. I, I was literally blown away. I thought they were absolutely delicious. I was going to say, you know, uh, we do a regular feature called What's in my Acado order where we kind of interview various nutritionists or foodies or, you know, people we love. And I think we've probably only done about eight of the features, but I think every single one minus one has always said, we've got some mm. of these Itsu frozen dumplings in the freezer. Genius. They're just... Yeah. 
I don't have a freezer, but if I did, I would definitely, <laughs> I think it would just be rammed full of them. Yeah, they sound like a great idea. So, so useful. I bet you that one was in your throat, wasn't it? Was yeah, of course it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you had to pick one destination for dumplings, slash one dish, are your favorite, what would you go for? I'm just gonna have to go back to Valzilling because I just absolutely love it. It's, can I just point out as well, it's so affordable, honestly. Like you can go have a couple of beers, a load of dim sum and the dandan noodles for under 20 quid per person. Oh, Wow. No, maybe not with the beers, but the, yeah, <laughs> it, it's very affordable and very filling as well. But yeah, they're, um, I'm not going to try and pronounce it, but they do a, a sort of steamed ground pork dumpling that comes drenched in a shoe sauce, which is the XO sauce. But yeah, it's just like really spicy and delicious. And, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're really hungry after this. We're like yes. comparing it, going, mm. <laughs> I'm just really hoping that there are more it's buns left downstairs. Yeah, I didn't think about. Didn't try one. And can you book? Yeah, you can, you can. Okay, great. Yeah, do oh, it. I'm going to go Good there. Yeah. That's amazing. I went there for my birthday this year, just took a group of us and oh, we had... fun. And then went to the cocktail den afterwards and had oh. lots of cocktails. It was a great oh, night out. Great yeah. night. Sophisticated. God, again, <laughs> some brilliant recommendations. Thanks, Heather. Okay. I've never had one. A dumpling. Never had a dumpling. Oh, Becky, you need to go out and eat dumplings. You've never had a dumpling. Do you know why? The skin bit really makes me feel a bit. No, don't you? It's not a skin. It's like pasta. It's like Asian pasta. It's like ravioli that's filled with spicy stuff. Okay, we're going for dim sum. We're going for dim sum. (laughs) Okay, finally, we're going to talk about how to wear florals this autumn. This is a little selfish because, I can say this because by the time this has gone out, it will be over, but I have a hen this weekend <laughs> and florals were the dress code. Ooh, um, yeah, the, the hen is into 70s boho style, so I think they were trying to nod to the hippie vibe. But all week I've been agonizing over what to wear because I realized that I actually really do not wear florals. I was literally about to say this. I don't yes. think I've ever seen you in a floral. I, I don't own anything floral and I really struggle struggle. I mean, there are some gorgeous midi maxi dresses in Florida, but obviously that's not quite hen attire. Anyway, so I really struggled. So I'm really pleased that Polly put this feature together of some of the best dark, moody, autumnal hmm. florals. I love every single thing. Yeah, I'm not thing. surprised. And Hattie, I feel like this is probably quite up yes. your street as well, our resident Blair Waldorf. <laughs> You've got quite a lot of floral pieces, right? I do have a few floral bits, but I'd usually wear them in summer. So I'm quite loving that this is now an autumn trend too, because I love burgundies, navies when we get to this time of year. And this is such a good way to wear it, especially with kind of like a high neckline, maxi dress, some western mm-hmm. boots. I just think it's a really nice vibe. Yes, mm. I love that look actually. You could wear like a really chunky cardigan and it's yeah. a bit like shop mm-hmm. doing vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Heather, very you? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> some of these are very Vampire's Wife. Very. Which I yeah. love. Don't own anything yet no, from no. Vampire's Wife, but one day it's my dream. I'm waiting for the high street to do like a really good copy. <sighs> you know, I agree, they all kind of reference, but what we need is like a really good yeah. high neck, mm. big sleeve, big shouldered and again, Vampire's Wife copy, please. That's please, please, please. But yeah, like a lot of these are quite similar they've got the dark like you say mm. with like puff sleeves high necks and those dense floral patterns where from afar you wouldn't necessarily know it was flowers until you get up close yeah. we have semi-unspoken rule on the Sherlock's fashion team where we only really feature densely packed as you so nicely put floral patterns we tend to think that the slightly larger prints can look a little cheaper and that yeah it looks a bit more expensive to have a busier floral pattern so that's that's a kind of modus for that I think it's just a bit more sophisticated and Definitely. grown up Whereas the big ones, yeah, they're younger. I agree. Yeah. Becky, would you wear anything on this? On this, I, uh, I mean, to be honest, I just keep looking at that Rixo one. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah. 
that just so nice and also I think the shape of that the fact that it's a round neck it's not overly puffy it's got sort of quite fitted at the top and a sort of wider skirt that is completely mm. my you like a tent dress don't you? I love yeah. a tent dress which is hilarious because I'm five foot two no but... as I keep saying to you I really don't think that height matters I do agree you've got to wear a bit of a heel only to mm. kind of elongate yourself but that could be a heeled boot it doesn't have to be some like whacking great stiletto yeah I think it looks great on the, on the but small I also frame. love some of the blouses I quite like that you can do that with jean that's not, yes. again very me isn't it let's yeah, be honest very you. so um, that was my struggle with this hem because that's really on me I would mm-hmm. never wear like yeah. a floral blouse and a pair of jeans no. I really hate the whole jeans and a top thing and I completely get why it's so popular and such a good kind of default combination but it's just not my style yeah. so I really struggled because there are so many of those gorgeous floral blouses out there that um, Anna Mason one oh, it's pricey but that is just amazing speaks to my inner goth so yes. much like it's proper Victorian kind of Edgar Allan Poe Kate Bush <laughs> I absolutely love it I think it's amazing well for those who are wondering what I have ordered and this is a TBC having spent so much time trying to find the right thing I ordered a pyjama set oh, which is very me I know I really love a silk pyjama set and it's Ganny florals mm. which means it's a bit less like florally floral and a bit more like kind of pop art floral I suppose it's black with red flowers on it it was I on the outnet the do you know what I mean yes uh, yes it was on the outnet so I got the whole set for 100 quid which I thought was That's brilliant yeah, well, like, not too bad definitely a lot more than I would have liked to have mm, spent yeah. on a hen I was like trawling boohoo so <laughs> yeah definitely a lot more but actually I figured better to buy something that I would definitely wear again I was yeah, going to say um, anyway so it's arriving today this could be all be null and void it might arrive in like the next hour and be absolutely hideous on me silky I think it's like a cotton so not like mm-hmm. a real satin but my only concern is that they only had exactly my size mm-hmm. available but I would probably have sized up have they had the larger mm-hmm. size on top anyway we'll, we'll see, see. Yeah. I'll let you know how Excuse it works out um, but anyway it goes to show that there is a floral out there for everybody yes. even if you're not, not a floral person but if you are a floral person then have a look at the piece on the site because there are some lovely recommendations all right, I think that's just about all we've got time for this week. If you have any feedback at all, please do email podcast at shearlux.com. We love hearing from you. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.